Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Right now, uh, one of the uh, small items in the budget that hasn't got a whole lot of attention, but I think has a a, a big impact on what's going to be happening with the economic recovery, was a, a move by the government. Uh, well, to, that's a win really for the beer and wine and spirit industry. Global's Danny Longo has some details for us. The beer and alcohol industry had been sounding the alarm about a looming hike to the federal tax on beer, wine and spirits in recent weeks. And the budget presented earlier this week offers a break on the annual increase. The so-called excise tax is pegged to inflation, which means it was on track to increase by more than 6% on April 1st, a jump that would have taken the toll to 73 cents on a liter of wine and more than 37 cents for a liter of beer. Now, those excise fees are paid by brewers, wine and spirit makers, but the cost filter down for consumers as they add to the cost of doing business and pushing up retail prices. Peter Bullitt, owner of Great Lakes Brewery, says they're thrilled that the government has agreed to the reduction. Tax hikes never come at a good time, and this one, for sure, we've been advocating hard alongside with the Beer Canada and the Craft Brewers Association of Canada and the Canadian Coalition of Craft. Everyone sort of joined together to try to get the government to... Uh, to listen up and freeze this tax off. President of Beer Canada, C.J. Healy, says many small brewers have been struggling since the pandemic and the bigger tax increase could have been a death blow. Lots of the smaller players rely uh, to a larger proportionate extent on their own tap room or on local bars and restaurants. And as we saw that the pandemic, right, the, all those venues were closed. Uh, and hospitality has not recovered. Uh, in Toronto, the patios looked full last summer, but they were not as busy as they were previous. Healy and others in the industry had been advocating for the excise tax to be frozen for this year and next, but the government says the 2% cap is just for the 2023-24 fiscal year. Danny Longo, Global News. So let's talk about the implications, because uh, this is a big win for people in, in the hospitality and, and the restaurant industry. And uh, to shed some light on this, we're pleased to welcome to the program Jeff Blay. Jeff is the creative director of Creative Guild and uh, knows what he speaks when he's talking about marketing and communications. Uh, Jeff, great to have you on the show. Thanks for the time today. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Bill. I think our reporter there, Danny Longo, I think just kind of outlined what the concerns were here. And you figure, well, that's not much of a deal here. But uh, the fact that the government uh, backed down on this, I I guess, is a little gratifying right off the top because it means that, you know, if you exert enough pressure on the government, they certainly do listen, don't they? Yeah, I think that's a a great point. And for me, um, who's who's worked a bit in this space and on this file in particular, doing exactly that through advocacy work and and marketing, um, you know, I imagine those who who put their energy into um, making the case for uh, a freeze or at least a a reduction of what the planned increase was are uh, celebrating today. And I think overall, uh, good news for, you know, all those uh, in the alcohol industry, but also the, the trickle down businesses like restaurants. Well, I look at it this way. Uh, this is a victory for Bob and Doug McKenzie, uh, you know, from the old Second City. Th- <laughs> uh, because uh, uh, it's some people in the industry, they, they've resurrected. Uh, well, it's Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas, of course, uh, from Second City that, that, that did the McKenzie brothers for so many years. Uh, and it, they brought them back and, and they did a kind of a parody and kind of a, a satirical look at this whole thing. And, and I know it was an online program, but, uh, you know, for that audience... Uh, especially with people that, that gravitate to online, I think what it did, it created an awareness about what was going on here. 
Yeah, I think you're right. And um, I think you're referring to Beer Canada's campaign specifically yeah. that we're, we're using those characters there. So uh, I, I did uh, did see that. And uh, that's some of the stuff, you know, um, not just Beer Canada, but Restaurants Canada, the Canadian Chamber of Commerce and, and a lot of others um, in, you know, the industry, whether it's beer, wine or spirits have been uh, trying to bring awareness to. So I think, you know, that's that's one way of, uh, of bringing a bit of awareness, having a bit of a comedic angle to it. And I think, uh, you know, the government obviously heard the concerns. And I think, you know, coming out of post pandemic, uh, when, you know, restaurants, bars, uh, small businesses, medium sized businesses are trying to recover, it's it's probably not a great time to kind of add to those uh, costs, especially when you look at grocery prices and food service and, and beverage in general, you're seeing inflation really taking a toll on, on consumers, but also on those businesses who need to purchase those those goods and services. So, um, you know, this this uh, beer tax increase would have had a much larger effect if it was at 6.3%. And and I think uh, going down to two is definitely uh, mitigating that impact um, uh, a bit for for those businesses. You know, what's interesting about this, though, is uh, as, as Danny mentioned in his report just before you joined us here, uh, this has been around for a while. And, and you know, and it's something that, that people in the industry, I guess, have to put up with. And they say nobody wants to pay tax, but it was it was doable. Uh, but it was tied to cost of living. And I don't think anybody. Uh, when they wrote this legislation, Jeff, anybody in their wildest imagination figured that we'd be having an inflation rate over 6%, uh, which, you know, which automatically shut this number up a lot higher than it ordinarily has been in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, no one could have predicted the pandemic. So I think that's obviously a big, big result. I mean, this this has been around since 2017 when the, you know, the Liberal government introduced it. And uh, really, it was sort of a mechanism to, um, you know, capture that tax revenue that the, the government does get from alcohol sales. And, um, you know, some people call it a sin tax and, and you know, maybe don't have as much sympathy with, uh, you know, brewers or people who buy, sell, um, make uh, alcoholic beverages having to pay a bit more tax. But at the end of the day, when you look at the industry as a whole, um, this is an industry where you really can truly say is Canadian made, right? Uh, from the big brewers like Molson and Labatt, all the way down to the small craft breweries, um, you know, spirits makers and, and and wineries. I mean, they have a huge footprint with local jobs in, in small communities and big communities. Uh, and I think really that that's uh, something that, you know, um, the government probably took to, to consideration when when rolling this back a little bit. And I think, you know, if, if it was to have gone up by 6.3%, um, you know, it's just not not a great time uh, as all those businesses are trying to recover. Uh, you know, you're seeing reports recently of, of uh, alcohol sales, beer and wine in particular, uh, taking a huge hit and decrease, um, record-breaking uh, decreases in sales uh, in the past uh, year here. So um, that industry is, is obviously, um, you know, changing and, and evolving a little bit and, and has taken a bit of a hit there. Uh, but on the restaurant side too, um, that's part of the supply chain and, 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 you know, those businesses too, just starting to kind of get back on their feet. So not a great time to uh, uh, have an inflationary uh, increase happening. Well, as you say, especially for the restaurants, but the breweries themselves, you know, the, the th times have changed. I know back when they instituted this legislation in 2017, uh, we did have microbreweries and craft breweries, but, but it's it's become an industry unto itself. And, and it, like everything else, took a hit during the COVID uh, pandemic and the shutdowns, didn't it? And uh, it would be, I think, I think it's a lot more difficult for some of these microbreweries uh, to absorb something like this into their business case. I mean, the big guys 
they not like it, but I mean, you know, they, they can handle it, but they've got to pass it on to the guy that's running the restaurant or the people that are running the restaurant. Uh, and, and, you know, you're the customer and I'm the customer. We're the ones, first ones that are going to complain and said, you know, like what's happened to the price of my beer or, or you know, my wine. And, the, and you've got craft wineries now too. Uh, the impact it could have on an economic recovery could have been substantial. Yeah, and I think that's a, a great point to raise there. You know, it's a bit of a complex tax. I should I should also point out uh, it's not a direct sales tax, right? So this is a tax no. that's uh, applied in uh, the production level of of alcohol. So uh, the brewers do have to, or or you know, the spirits makers, wineries, they are the ones that have to actually uh, cover the cost. But it just has that trickle down effect, right? As as soon as you have um, you know the costs of of wheat and barley going up on top of uh, tax increases for those making the product, obviously that has to be recovered somewhere. So uh, longer term, it is a bit of a trickle down effect that gets passed along to the consumer. Um, consumers today, if the you know tax uh, increase did go up by 6%, they would probably still only notice, um, you know, set, we're talking cents on the bottle of beer. Yeah. Uh, so not a direct and immediate impact on the consumer, but long term, uh, it does does have that impact. And, and listen, you know, the big brewers are the ones who do have to pay more. This tax is a volume based tax. So the more beer or wine or spirits you produce, the more tax you have to pay. Uh, it does have a bit less uh, impact uh, from a financial standpoint on the smaller brewers. But when you think about a small business going through a recovery, even if it costs them $5,000 a year, that's, you know, that's a lot to a, a small craft brewer uh, that's, you know, operating as a small business and has a lot of um, increasing costs coming from elsewhere. So I think across the board, it's it's positive news that we're, we're looking at a much smaller increase than was initially uh, planned out in the budget. Jeff, you've done a lot of work with these guys in this industry, uh, in the hospitality industry. Are they are they concerned about the fact that you know we had hoped that, you know when we got through the worst of the pandemic uh, that that industry is going to rebound? People are going to want to go out again. They're going to want to sit out on the patio. They're going to want. They're doing it, but not to the numbers that they had hoped. And it's it's really been one of the sectors of the economic recovery uh, that is, is still looking for some help and some assistance here. And I, I, I'd like to think the governments are aware of that right now. But I mean, it's it's a key part of this. I mean, especially eventually it's going to get warm again. And we're going to want to, uh, for summer season, be looking at this sort of thing. And I guess a lot of these owners uh, of these facilities and these establishments are going to, you know, they're going to try to make up for lost time and lost revenue. Yeah, listen, we're not we're not out of the woods yet. That's for sure. Um, I know there is concern, you know, among the restaurant industry uh, and you know the the craft brewers and those who um, are still experiencing, you know, the impacts of what the what the pandemic um, has done in terms of foot traffic into their restaurants or or tap rooms. Um, but you know, I think there is um, some optimism in moving forward. I think you're still seeing a lot of innovation happening in the in these sectors, and and luckily, um, you know, here in Ontario with the government. Um, um, allowing you know alcohol takeout at restaurants and bottle shops and things like that uh, that's staying around and and you're seeing um, a lot of um, you know promotion and, and marketing being done in those areas too which is all positive so I think you know we can take some positives out of out of the uh, the pandemic but uh, long term I think you know you're gonna see groups like restaurants Canada groups like beer Canada still advocating and still looking for some government support. Um, but also having to, you know, continue to market and, and get back out there and get people back into their restaurants and, and enjoying that time out. And I think, um, you know, as, as consumers, too, it's important to to keep that in mind and support your local and and get out there, uh, as, especially when the weather is getting nicer here um, and, and spend some money and, and enjoy time uh, out in those social settings. And I think, uh, you know, listen, everyone loves restaurants 
restaurants and, and bars and breweries. They're, they're focal points of communities, um, especially smaller ones and, and microbreweries have done a great job um, kind of capturing that, that essence of, of the community. And I think uh, it's important moving forward to support them in the recovery. Yeah, I, I, you know, pre-pandemic, uh, we've seen this, I, I know in the Hamilton area, but I mean, in London too, down around Richmond and Oxford Street, down where there's some of the, the, the better night spots in London, uh, Toronto certainly has too, but it wasn't just the national chains and, and they're well known and, and you know, they, they're getting by, I guess, like everyone else is. But what really intrigued an awful lot of people in the Hamilton area were the number of small startups, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneurial restaurants, people getting into the business that previously hadn't been in it. And they had overwhelming success with this, of course. As you say, they're some of the most popular spots in town. And and they took a hit. And, and But, you know, their margins are, are pretty small. Uh, it's, I guess they're small for everybody in the restaurant business, really. Um, so even a, a small cost like this it will have an impact, uh, especially if it has an impact on, on customers. They're going to say, well, maybe we won't go out this time now. Uh, maybe we won't order something like this. It, it, t- it takes a little pressure off. And I think maybe the message for government here is, I understand you guys need revenue. We get that. But you're getting a lot of tax revenue from this industry anyway. Maybe just back off on this. And it's 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 good to hear that they've heard that. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, the government's probably going to make in the ballpark of 100 million uh, 2023 into 2024 on this excise tax alone. Uh, so that's a pretty big chunk of change. But I think, um, you know, that that is that is the point, right? When you're looking at um, increasing costs of food, both at the, you know, the grocery store level for consumers, and then, you know, that's, uh, you know, oftentimes sourcing food, uh, same impact on restaurants. And I think, you know, they're having to uh, try to recover some of those costs at the restaurant level, um, you know, that they're facing with increasing price of food. Um, but I think they're eating a lot of that cost too. So they're trying to make it affordable uh, for the consumer. And, you know, the more you add on to that burden, the more difficult it is going to be for those smaller, medium-sized businesses, especially to to stay afloat and continue to uh, compete. And, and at, at the end of the day, provide jobs. I think, you know, the beer industry alone has uh, 150,000 jobs tied to it uh, in the in the broader um, sort of hospitality sector. So uh, not just at the brewery level, but we're talking about restaurants, supply chain, delivery people. So, um, you know, again, talking about beer and alcohol being a truly Canadian industry. It's produced here. A lot of the product that's used is sourced here. Uh, it provides a lot of jobs and I think, you know, a lot of, um, you know, fun for people too, who who like to enjoy it as the consumer. So uh, the last thing we would want to see is is uh, a lot of restaurants closing their doors and, and kind of, um, you know, that that community element that they bring to, to these cities, London and, and Hamilton uh, are great mid-sized cities with a lot of great things going on. So uh, you just would hate to see that, that, uh, that um, stop and and I think this is a positive step in the right direction. But especially for the microbreweries, it's it's really about market share, isn't it? I mean, you know, the big guys are the big guys. And, and yeah, I guess they're going to always be up there. Uh, but trying to make inroads in a very competitive market with beer is is very, very difficult. And uh, there's a number of microbreweries that have done very well. I mean, I'm, I, I'm frankly surprised the market share is not even higher than it is because just about everybody I know when they have beer, it's usually one of the, one of the local breweries, one of the microbreweries that, that they, they would choose in situations like that. But it, it's... People have to understand, as you say, that it's a very, very competitive business, and uh, uh, any, even one little change can can have a dramatic effect, especially on the smaller guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing there too, you know, these these things come in waves. We saw the craft beer boom happen, um, you know, several years ago, and you just saw this explosion of breweries, increasing competition in the market. Uh, they did start to chip away at some of the more uh, traditional, um, larger breweries market share. Uh, I think that's still going to continue to grow, even though it's sort of tapered off a little bit from the craft beer standpoint. But, um, you know, a few years ago, we had the seltzer boom. Uh, we're seeing a, a big shift in, in the wine industry going a bit younger in demographic and natural wine uh, kind of becoming a thing, um, you know, not just in the production at wineries, but it, with with wine bars and those types of restaurants opening up that are targeting, you know, a younger demographic. Uh, at the same time, we're seeing just consumption habits changing, right, with, with diet yep. culture and uh, people um, paying a little bit more attention into what's going into their body. Um, you're seeing a decrease in, in those consuming alcohol too. So I think it's an interesting time in the industry in general. I think, you know, the pandemic had a lot to do with what, um, you know, the decrease in, in alcohol consumption overall um, is showing just because people aren't going out to restaurants and, and those restaurants aren't, aren't ordering large volume, you know, stuff like kegs. Uh, so it'll be interesting to follow this uh, over the next couple of years as we kind of emerge from the pandemic, things get full back to normal and we're seeing you know this competition continuing to happen and and you know breweries craft breweries themselves innovating and doing um other things like non-alcoholic beer uh seltzers and and ready to drink beverages um so lots of innovation happening but it's a it's a time when that that sort of thing is needed in order for this industry to continue to to thrive exactly well it's a it's a victory for the industry so we'll, we'll all raise a glass i guess in honor of that uh maybe later on today thanks so much for the time jeff really appreciate it yeah, thanks for having me, Bill, and cheers. To you too. Jeff Blake, creative director for Creative Guild. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.